Welcome to the New Grad Physio podcast, hosted by Andy Barker, consultant sports physiotherapist, private practice owner, and the founder of the New Grad Physio. Having experienced his own rapid rise from student to dream job as the head of physiotherapy and rehab at the Leeds Rhinos, just 15 months after graduating, Andy knows exactly what it takes to accelerate your skills and fly up the promotion ladder faster than you ever thought possible. Having previously been with the Leeds Rhinos for 10 seasons, Andy now consults with a number of individual elite athletes within professional rugby, international football and professional dance, alongside running his own successful private practice. Andy built the New Grad Physio to help new grad physios, sports therapists and sport rehabilitators just like you accelerate their own learning and learn the skill sets you need to become a competent, confident and competitive new grad physio. As a new grad, there are specific challenges you will face during those first few years, and this podcast will deliver you actionable advice you can use to overcome these challenges and start your own successful new grad journey. Enjoy the show! Hello and welcome back to the New Grad Physio podcast. I am your host, Andy Barker, and in today's episode, we're going to talk all about the hip, and we're going to talk about how to fix up those tricky hip pain patients. So... Recently, I also back in November 2019, the back end of the, the month, I was actually asked to present at the Therapy Expo and I did a variety of different sort of uh, lectures and talks. And, and one of the, the sort of talks or demonstrations I did uh, proved to be really popular. So it was on the on the second morning and the sort of like demo zone was, was packed full of people. And, and I think the reason being was the topic I was talking about and it was talking about how to assess and treat the rib cage for quick changing symptoms with patients with hip pain. And the reason it was so busy, you know, speaking to, to therapists that, that attended and were there uh, sort of at that particular talk and demonstration and working with, with new grads like I do now is that so many therapists struggle to um, help out those patients that have sort of hip pain and, and hip symptoms and, you know, I think as therapists, we're, we're relatively good at being able to make, you know, quick changes to patients with hip pain, you know, dampen down their, their, their sort of pain, get them doing, you know, some low load sort of rehab. But in a lot of cases, the hip pain comes back. So the the sort of topic I covered at the, the therapy expo and the sort of topic of the actual presentation itself was about how to assess not only the rib cage but also the pelvis to actually help patients with with hip pain. So what I want to do in this actual uh, podcast is you know I want to talk through some of the common pathologies and and problems we actually see within the hip. But I really want to get and cover in a little bit of detail the importance of other areas of the body, in particular the the pelvis and the rib cage, and how by having an appreciation of of what these structures do and how they link to the hip, how you can not only make quick changes to patients with hip pain, but also stop those pain symptoms from coming back. So you're not going to have that, you know, that patient who's you've seen in clinic, you've been able to, you know, use your hands-on treatment techniques in rehab to, you know, to to make some, you know, quick changes in symptoms, but session three, session four, session five and beyond, they're coming back to you and that that, that hip's still giving them pain, still preventing them from getting back to the activity is to sport to whatever else it may be that they sort of want to get back to and in you know in almost almost exclusively with the you know the patients and athletes that I work with unless we have an appreciation for both the rib cage and the pelvis in patients with hip pain we're always sort of behind the eight ball and we're always going to struggle and there's going to be a high prevalence of the sort of patients you know coming back to you in clinic regardless of that's in the 
in private practice, the NHS, sport, it does not matter. They'll be coming back with, with symptoms, they'll have regressed and you're going to be struggling to, you know, to complete their, their sort of rehab and get them back to where they need to be. Hope you are enjoying today's episode so far. Just wanted to take a break and make sure you haven't missed out on Andy's latest free resource, Five Steps to Fast Track Your New Grad Physio Career. It will show you five simple steps you need to accelerate your learning and career as a new grad physio. It is packed full of clinical and non-clinical advice, including the missing career skill university didn't teach you that is stopping you getting better job roles, more opportunities and better pay as a new grad physio. It's Andy's most downloaded resource and you can get it completely free just by visiting newgradphysio.com. So make sure you check it out. Now, let's get back to the podcast. So to sort of start with, I just want to talk really about some of the sort of common pathologies and, you know, for you know, my experience working in sport and private practice and, and experiences of, you know, patients that and the, and the new grads that I work with, probably the most common presentation of sort of hip pain would be that sort of impingement type pain so whether they have a, a cam lesion a pincer lesion a mixed lesion there is increased contact between that sort of femoral head and the acetabulum so for me it doesn't really matter you know what they have in terms of you know a cam pincer mixed sort of lesion if we're talking specifically about you know increased contact between that femoral head and acetabulum in effect just basically just increase contact between that so we can sort of look at that in one way as we've either got sort of um, increased um, contact between sort of hip and the pelvis because of increased bone growth on the actual hip so the actual femoral head or actually on the pelvis in terms of you know increased you know that sort of pincer lesion which is in effect a increased or change in the sort of shape or size of the acetabulum and that sort of lesion that's causing uh, pain in the front of the, of the hip. We know that if these symptoms are not well managed that they obviously can become problematic in terms of maybe osteoarthritis and often the, these are the first sort of signs or presentation with patients that may go on in, in later life to in, you know to need things like hip replacements and which is the, the sort of common uh, pathologies that we see in clinic, again, regardless of the sort of setting that we work. The problem with these pathologies is, is like I sort of alluded to a little bit before, is we can, by treating the hip locally and with patients with hip pain, we can get some pretty good you know, short-term effects. So whether that's using your, you know, particularly manual therapy skills, regardless of what they sort of are, those low threshold sort of rehab we can get sort of short-term changes to, to patients' pain, but the problem being that these problems, you know, quite quickly in a lot of cases sort of come back. And, you know, it's because as therapists, we're not really considering what else is going on. So just looking looking locally at the hip, yes, we can get those short-term effects and changes, but we need to start probably looking a little bit wider. And, you know, I'm not talking about necessarily you know all the way up and down the sort of chain and the body but actually looking a bit more closely actually at the integration between the pelvis and actually the hip which makes complete logical sense because the acetabulum itself is part of the pelvis so if we can influence or if we want to influence the potentially the position of the acetabulum in relation to a patient with anterior hip pain obviously all they're in the pelvis and hence the acetabulum is going to make obviously com- sort of complete sense Going back to our example we used before with that patient with maybe you know anterior hip pain, we've either got a problem because of the hip 
moving on the pelvis or the pelvis moving on the hip. We know that we we commonly see, and one of the common you know signs and symptoms we see with patients with anterior hip pain is that sort of anterior you know tilting pelvis. So you'll see a, a bit of an increased you know lumbar lordosis, the sort of satin sort of extension, really common in athletic populations, uh, in runners. The problem with that is if the pelvis is in you know tilted forwards, it's going to basically reduce the amount of space for that the sort of femoral uh, that head, that hip to move actually on the pelvis. So, you know, if we can, you know, really simplistic view, if we think, you know, if, if a patient presents to us in that sort of anterior pelvic tilt position, we know that they're already behind the eight ball in the sense that there's going to be less sort of room for movement. There's going to be less room for error for them when they're moving to certain positions, particularly into hip flexion. So anything like sitting down in a chair, you know, squatting down, lunging, lifting the leg up when they're running. You know, these are the common, you know, aggravating positions and, and movements that our patients will tell them that aggravate them with, you know, things, you know, when they have you know, anterior hip impingement. So Again, linking to that anterior, you know, pelvic tilt. If you, you know, you can do this yourself if you're sort of sat or if, if it might be easier if you sort of stood up. But if you sort of arch your back, so put yourself into that lumbar lordosis, uh, you'll put your pelvis into an anterior tilt position. But look what's happening or look what, or feel what's happening to your actual ribcage. So as you actually extend through your lower back, your ribcage is going gonna, is gonna to come up. It's going to elevate. So to... Reverse that. So if we're looking at maybe trying to get the, the pelvis into a more of a posterior tilted position, because we're trying to create a bit more room in that front of the joint for that femoral head to move in the acetabulum, we want to actually get their, that ribcage from an elevated position actually into a, a dep depressed position. So in that extended position, again, that you are in, if you actually put your hands on your ribcage and actually push your ribcage down, actually force yourself into sort of lumbar flexion, you actually feel... Not only your ribcage go down, you'll feel that lumbar flexion, but you're also putting your pelvis in that position into a posterior tilt, you know, tilting position. So it makes you know quite simple, but logical sense that you know if we're only focusing in on the hip, you know maybe we're missing the trick really because you know the the acetabulum is part of the pelvis. So you know would it make sense for us to you know maybe not only locally treat the hip yep to get those quick changes but incorporating the the rib cage and the pelvis and having a almost awareness of what that you know it's going to going to do to the position of that hip you know in the socket is like i say really simple but really logical and can you know change you know your approach from getting just those you know, short-term changes to anterior hip pain to, to changes anterior hip pain that are actually gonna gonna sort of stick and they're actually gonna you know not have that patient coming back to you in in a week two weeks in a month's time with a regression of their symptoms or that patient that's just not progressing along your sort of treatment plan so we need to consider not only the hip but also the, that rib cage and pelvis and that what effect that actually has, has on the actual position of that you know femoral head within the acetabulum or that within that sort of ball within the socket to put in more simplistic terms. If we're only going to focus you know on the hip, we're only focusing on you know one of two potential problems. And you know if we're able to you know treat locally the hip, but incorporate the rib cage you know in the pelvis, we're not only affecting the, the sort of femoral head, so the hip if you like. We're also affecting the acetabulum by by altering position 
of the rib cage and you know in pelvis if we're able to do both i.e if we're able to actually treat the hip and the pelvis we've almost got you know a double win and you know that's what i do with the, the patients that i work with and it's you know it's sort of stood the test you know the test of time and it's actually been great to hear how many therapists that were present at the actual uh, demo i did at therapy expo who reached out and actually incorporated some of this uh, some of these treatment techniques into uh, their own practice and have actually had really good effects with you know with tricky you know anterior hip pain patients so you know i, I teach this material within the new Physio membership so if you're interested to, to learn a bit more about that and exactly what i'm talking about you know by all means reach out to me i can give you some give you some more information about that so just to sort of close up and, and summarize you know today's you know short and snappy uh, podcast we we see you know, patients you know with a you know with hip pain we see them a lot sort of in clinic and a lot of current sort of hands-on treatment techniques and rehab are are quite effective in sort of short-term relief but you know many of these methods and many of these sort of progressions just sometimes don't work for for all the patients that are athletes that we work with and it's really common that we see these you not know, patients coming back in our clinic you know with the symptoms sort of regressing and sort of coming back so the biggest point probably I want you to take away from this particular podcast is, you know, not only think about the the hip locally, but also start to have an appreciation for that ribcage and pelvis and that that impact it actually can have on the on the, on the acetabulum position via its you know um, attachment to 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 being part of the pelvis. So if you can consider both, you know, not only the the hip if you like and the pelvis. You'll, you'll be on to sort of a winner and you'll not only be able to get quick changes in patient symptoms, but those changes will stick. You know, you're not going to have that patient coming back to you in a week or two uh, time with their symptoms, you know, coming back, their pain increased, you know, having gone back into, you know, higher level activity and actually breaking down again. Like I say, if you want to hear a bit more about this, by all means, reach out to me. I'll also be teaching, you know, all these um, some of these sort of techniques and treatment techniques have, uh, and rehab exercises that I've sort of alluded to in this particular podcast uh, on my upcoming Neuro Physio Lower Limb course. So the dates for these courses that are going to run throughout 2020 are going to be released very soon. So if you want to find out about when these courses are happening, if you head to neurophysio.com forward slash courses. So the dates are not quite out yet, but you can join my wait list which will basically give you exclusive, you know, first first access to the, the first batch of tickets that will come out, which will be uh, early bird tickets, there'll be discounted tickets, and they'll only be available to people that are actually on my, you know, sort of course waiting list. So check it out at newgraphphysio.com forward slash courses. Any questions about anything I've covered today, as always, feel free to reach out to me to send me an email or obviously interact with me on, on social media, wherever you've seen or wherever you sort of follow me, follow me on. It's been great to jump on another podcast. Enjoy the rest of your day, whatever you're up to, and I'll speak to you all very soon. Thanks for listening to Andy Barker's new Grad Physio podcast. If you've enjoyed this content, you will love his website, newgradphysio.com, which is packed full of free content to help you, a new grad physio, sports therapist, or sports rehabilitator, overcome the specific challenges you face day to day in your clinical practice, working in the NHS, private practice and sport. Here you can get links to all his other podcast episodes, read all his blogs, find out about his book and his upcoming courses and the new Grad Physio membership. 
You can also download Andy's latest free resource, Five Steps to Fast Track Your New Grad Physio Career. It is packed full of clinical and non-clinical advice, including the missing career skill university didn't teach you that is stopping you getting better job roles, more opportunities and better pay as a new grad physio. Get access to all this by visiting www.newgradphysio.com. The New Grad Physio was built to help as many new grads as possible. So if you have enjoyed the podcast, please leave a review and even better, tell someone else about it. Enjoy the rest of your day, whatever you have planned, and here's to the start of your own successful new grad journey.